the bear radio with your host brandon johnson chris hurst and ron powers oh i hear the bear yep (laughs) i love that shirt look at that shirt yeah it's my patel patriot shirt like it too. Ah, work today with pride. Absolutely. How are things going? Crazy week ahead. Oh, crazy week last week. week. Too. A lot of good stuff going on. A lot of craziness going on out there. Oh, isn't yeah, it? I think the bear's coming out of hibernation. You know, today's the first day of spring, I think. It is definitely the spring equinox. Wow. Yeah. That's right. It's either is today it? or tomorrow. But yeah, I think t- the bear's coming out of hibernation. Yes, yes. The bear is waking up. That bear is California, and we are helping wake up California just by yeah, spreading well, truth. Uh, one of this this uh, show was a, we were going to call it uh, questioning the narrative, and then we thought, you know what? How about waking up California, waking the bear? So uh, that's really what we're about is you know, getting people to use their God given brains to actually not just believe what they're being fed on the media. That you know, I don't. I don't like to say that the media is the enemy of the people, but it certainly is distorting uh, people's understanding of what's really going on. Well, I think yes. the mainstream media, we can all agree, has a very nefarious and questionable motive coming from Project Paperclip. So, um, for the most part, mainstream media is um, isn't always the people's friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Well, you know, this week uh, we also had a celebration on the 17th uh, a couple oh, days yeah. ago, which was St. Patrick's Day. Now, we're not bringing up St. Patrick's Day because we just like to drink ale. Um, there is a, a, an amazing history behind that. Uh, you want to tell us a little well, bit about drink, it? Or we all drinking ale is good. I mean, I think Benjamin Franklin said God made beer and therefore it proves that he loves mankind. So, but, that's right. but yeah, that's not really what it's about. Um, it's about um, there, there was a saint, Patrick, an actual historical person who was in Britain, who was captured by uh, pirates, uh, raiders, and taken to Ireland. And uh, he got, got free. This is a really a powerful redemption story. He got free miraculously. And then God sent him back to his previous captors to preach the gospel to them to free them from sin and death. So what a great story. I mean, it's not really what we're about at Wake the Bear. What we're really about about the gospel is that we ourselves have been freed by God's grace. And therefore, we want to go back in and free those other people. And that's really the heart, right, of who we are. I mean, even if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and AOC and all these people, you know, even though we we see them as very wicked, we really want to see them repent and come to a saving knowledge of Jesus and turn over their lives over to God. So, yeah, it's a story of redemption. Yeah, it's amazing amount of forgiveness that uh, Patrick St. Patrick had to to go back and actually lead his captors instead of you know saying burn in hell for what you did to me. You know, he was willing to put that down and and uh, you know it's interesting. He used the uh, the clover, the three leaf clover, to help explain the Trinity. You know, right. three parts to God. And it's funny how the devil always comes along and loves to mess things up. And, and it's a four leaf clover is where you get your good luck, you know, and all that stuff. But that's just that's just an attack from the enemy, just like every every holiday that has been a Christian based holiday. You know, Christmas with Santa and Easter with the bunny and the eggs and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's just like um, so that's what, you know, St. Patrick's, that's what they did to him. So three leaf clover is is the Trinity. He was a Christian saint. He forgave and he went after the people that did harm to him and he went and won them over and shared the good news of Jesus. So uh, we got to keep that as a good example. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's kind of what's going on even right now is that uh, the movie that we're watching being played out is giving those who have been wrapped up in the cabal a chance to willingly come clean and to repent and to confess and to to turn against those who have them under their control. I think that's why it's been taking so long as we're giving people basically an opportunity. Are you going to stick with this global pariah or are you going to turn and become clean? So, yeah. yeah, I think the current narrative right now, probably the biggest news story that we're hearing about is a possible Trump indictment. 
And when you're talking about that, you're really talking about um, not just something that's coming against our former president, but something that's he's he's announced that he is running for president and that he is going to be part of the GOP Republican nomination. So what we're looking at is a political weaponization of the legal system at a whole new level that I don't think we've seen before. No. Oh, it's off the rails. I mean, crazy train off the rails. If you look at even this, the case, let's just go a little bit of background on the case, just so people know what they're, we're talking about is this is a case that's almost 20 years old. I mean, 17 years old, um, back 2006, uh, where he may or may not have had some affair with uh, with the ex-porn star. Uh, horse face? <laughs> yeah, horse face, uh, Stormy Daniels. Um, you know, but it he uh, paid for a non-disclosure agreement. And um, that in itself is not a crime. But what's really interesting is that's almost 20 years ago. And I'm not excusing anything for it, but what are they trying to do? They're trying to get this guy in jail. I mean, I'm not sure what he, he did. They're trying to create at the very most, it's supposed to be um, what a misdemeanor. Um, and they're trying to make it a federal. And this is a case that's gone way beyond the statute of limitations. Right, I think it was two right. and then even five years if it's federal, you know, and we're, here we're going back. And I think it was just 2014 or 17. I can't remember where, the case actually was happening, but it's outside of that, um, outside yeah. of that. And, and, and the feds didn't even try it because they're like, we don't really have enough proof on anything. And, you know, this, this is something we don't really do. And so they dropped the case. So they're resurrecting an old case that was dropped mm -hmm. by the feds. That's outside of statute of limitations by a wow. guy who, uh, what's the guy's name? Alvin Bragg. Alvin Braggs, you know, he, mm -hmm. he, he campaigned saying, I'm going to go after Trump. I mean, right. I, I look for a person that's campaigning. They're like, I'm going to end this lower crime, uh, help this and, and do that him. I'm going to go after Trump. And it's just like, what kind of platform is that? So obviously he's trying to fulfill his whatever, but, um, right. you know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. basically a, a leftist Manhattan DA that was put in by it's very easy to to uh, track the funding of his campaign money to, to George Soros. And so he is basically an installed D.A. Uh, with the purpose of going after Trump and um, bringing an indictment with whatever he basically could find. And I, Mark Levine, he he did a really good synopsis. He said that what they are bringing to the table are these non-disclosure agreements. And everybody has them. Companies have them, individuals, divorce parties. Um, they come up with non-disclosure agreements. He said probably the DOJ and a lot of members of Congress, they all have probably used non-disclosure agreements. It doesn't say that there's a pay for play. It's just basically saying that um, they don't need to announce what this money is being used for. And so what we see is this, um, it's really a putting this non-disclosure agreement as though there's something wrong with it. And it's not illegal. Right. It's just a form of doing business. He didn't pay for any, um, uh, he didn't pay Stormy Daniels off of campaign money. And so it's not a federal crime. And this DA, he's a local DA, and he's trying to dig. And basically, he's creating, I think, a lawless situation instead of bringing, it's all about lawfare. It's entangling Trump into another situation that is going to distract people from what he wants to do, which is make America great again. Well, yeah. and it's just it's just the inference. I mean, if you just infer that somebody did this, I mean, there's companies and people that will give pay people off even if they didn't do what they said they did. They just, you know what? I don't have time to fight this. It's going to it's going to come out, you know, and therefore, you know, they have enough like uh, rudimentary facts to be able to to misconstrue or to make make it look bad. So they're going to. So I'm just going to pay the person off as long as they find. And, and, and that happens a lot, you know, even if the person didn't even do anything wrong. So, you know, and, you know, 20 years ago, you know, I, I'm a, I'm of the opinion that Trump probably made some really horrible mistakes and 
was not a hundred percent a saint and that's but i'm also okay with seeing how he has acted as he has been in office uh over these many years and more than that even more than just how he's acted in office but with his policies i mean he's been the most pro-church pro-christian president since we've had since reagan even though he's not traditionally a christian i mean he's a cyrus not apostle paul so, you know, it's just a way to run him through the mud. And I really think it's actually a way for them to basically control the the news cycle for the next year before the elections. They're just going to keep running fake stuff. I mean, think how long that investigation went with the Russian and, and Mueller investigation. And the all of those investigations went for a year. And the pundits just talked about them. That's all they talked about. And what are they not talking about? The, the provable... Yeah. Wicked, traitorous uh, things that the Biden administration have been doing. Uh, a million dollars that that it was awarded to the Biden family from from China. I mean, there's the, all of this stuff is coming out. It's just a don't don't look over here, look over here, please. Yeah, and, and uh, Alvin Bragg, he basically um, he has let his track record is he has let over ninety percent of felons, he's he's downgraded them so that they didn't have to do jail time. So meanwhile, um, you know, Manhattan is in total chaos and disarray and the crime is going up. And so this unprecedented, um, it's that whole um, Trump derangement syndrome coming all the way back around again. Yeah, definitely. You know, it, I, I'm thinking about it because it was really odd. Even even when President Trump had mentioned this potential arrest coming on mm-hmm. Tuesday, I'm like, you know, was he really reacting to the social media and to the the mainstream media that that were hinting about this? I mean, he kind of came out there and did it. I'm just wondering if, you know, being a four and five D chess player, he is. Do you think maybe he's he's putting him? He's he's kind of. I don't know, leading them in a direction like, hey, yeah, you have to crap or get off the pot. You know, you better make your move now. And so he's forcing their hand. So they're either going to have to yes. back off completely or they're going to have to do something prematurely. And they're not quite ready because they wanted to string it out. And it's going to look really hard to string it out saying, well, we're not quite ready. We're not quite, you know, and everyone's right. just going to be like, oh, you're stringing this out. So he may be proactively this is my opinion. I haven't heard this anywhere, but that's that's kind of what I interpret it as. He that is pushing right. them. Yeah, because yeah, you he, look at he, his demeanor at the the wrestling, the what NC uh, the wrestling tournament that he went to, huge stadium and everybody. You know, he looked really relaxed. You know, he took picture with the guy who won the guy the guy who won this wrestling match. He came up to him. It wasn't like a WWF. It was like it looked like a legit one. You know, um, <laughs> and well, you know what I mean. And uh, yeah. I mean, that guy came up to him and saying, this is a dream come true. You're my president. It was awesome mm-hmm. to see the crowd. Uh, and that was just this weekend. He looked really relaxed. He didn't look stressed like, oh, I might be, you know. So I'm not sure what's happening. You know, it's interesting. What if you're right? I'm going to take that theory just a little further. What if he he knew that they were going to pull this? That he somehow got information that in six months they're going to pull this out. He made them pull it out early. And he's ask people to protest now whether it would because they believed he was going to say get out there and protest right and then they were going to have all their assets ready to pull another j6 but like six months from now not right now yeah so if you pull the trigger early killed their thunder their fire and their their assets aren't ready to start doing another j6 yet I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it could be. Huh. And you know that if anybody that does a protest now, they're going to be looking for infiltrators. You know, you're not going to have some Ray Epps guy with some, you know, bullhorn saying, yeah, let's do it. They're going to shut them down saying, yeah, you're a Ray Epps type, you know? So I think yes. even if they don't have assets in or they get them in last second and they're not fully mm-hmm. prepared, I think a lot of people will have their eyes open saying, hey, let's do this. You know, you can't get in trouble being on the sidewalk, you know, and, and it'll be a little more careful, but. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, we were comparing J6 when Trump gave his speech and then he, he said, okay, now everyone go down, but go peacefully down to the Capitol and let's let people know how, how you feel. And we know that there was going to be a rally down there. That was communicated the day of J6. And I, I know that you both have been watching the Truth Social posts 
What yeah. Trump has been posting, first of all, I noticed that everything is in all caps uh, yes. in the last couple of days. So it's like, oh, he's shouting something right now. That's the the digital shout. And um, what he said on Sunday night, he, he uh, truthed, it's time we're a nation in steep decline being led into World War III by a crooked politician who doesn't even know he's alive, but who's surrounded by evil and sinister people who, based on their actions of defunding the police, destroying our military, opening border, borders, no voter ID, inflation, raising taxes, and much, much more. They only hate what is now a failing USA. And then he said, they're killing our nation. We cannot sit back and watch. We must save America. Protest, protest, protest. Three times. So it's such a different message than what he gave on January 6th. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a couple more positives here. Um, you know, and I'm just going to throw these out. One, you're right. All of his um, texts were in his truths were in all caps. Not only that, but uh, they say that he doesn't misspell things unless there's a reason. And uh, LT was talking about this. He said for stolen elections, there's two L's in stolen. And borders, there's, there's, he added an A for borders. Mm -hmm. So I wonder what that, what's behind that. I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, thoughts about that. But I mean, here's a guy, you know, he can obviously just spell check his stuff before he sends it out. And if I was the president of the United States, I would certainly do that myself. Right. Uh, so he did. So there's, there, it's probably a reason to have two L's and then borders. And then the other thing I'm thinking about here that could be good about this is if he does get them to arrest him, one, then he can administer evidence into the legal record that cannot be denied. So that mm. they want to throw out information, but they don't want to actually enter other other evidence. It would force it to become an actual legal procedure rather than just another show trial like the J six and the other things they've done. So that's a good, that's a positive. If that's one of the things is then he can throw in exculpatory evidence. And then, uh, you know, we were told that, you know, by Juan Savin that this is what's going to happen. He would be arrested at some point. And I don't know if that's true. If that's misinformation purposely stated. It's part of the play to push their hand. I don't know. But it, he said that it would get Trump completely out of the way. So when the big downloads happen, when the big reveals come, that Trump is completely out of the way. So you can't really blame Trump for the military sharing all of the, the data and information they have. And he's basically the poor guy's in jail. He can't do anything. So. Those are some two positives. Now I got a couple negatives too. You know, you know, he said we're basically a third world, you know, communist police state, and and that I think is really key. I think that he's really trying to show that, like, I, I think to, to put that right up against how they're treating Biden, how they're treating him, how they're treating, you know, how other countries treat people. But the other thing I'm concerned about is that there's like this controlled, you know, maybe there's some sort of a controlled opposition here, or maybe there's like a psyop. Like, so this is the key. I think that, you know, there's obviously psyops on both sides. They're, they're psy trying to psyop each other and misinformation must be used. You got to use fake information to get the enemy off your trail about what you're really doing. What I, what I want people to wake up to is, and I was there. I was thinking, oh, gosh, we got to protest. And then I watched a bunch of people tw on Twitter say, oh, don't protest because they're going to do another J6. And I went, wait, darn it. So if we don't protest, we give up one of the fundamental rights of being an American citizen because we're scared to of what they might do to us. Right. And then that just completely makes me mad that they so slandered people during J6 with all of the uh, provocateurs. Mm. They turned average american patriots into into you know domestic terrorists and lumped us all together with whoever was on the front lines could have been azov people from ukraine that's another theory that's coming up facial recognition is showing that possibly some yeah. of the guys on the front lines of j6 were azov there was a guy that had a video that showed that there were three busloads of people led a red, led to the front by the police and they took jumped off the bus 45 people put on trump gear under the trees and then went up to the front of the line and, and now we're starting to get the video that shows people back and forth going, hey, don't break windows. Trump supporters don't break windows. Hey, well, cops, why don't you stop these guys? They're not with they, they can't be with us. We don't do that. And so the people in the front were confused, the actual Trump supporters, because they're like, we're not violent, obnoxious people. Right. So anyway, yeah. so, so there's, there's theories both sides. That's kind of what I've been thinking about. Mm. Speaking of all that video footage, where's Tucker? 
I mean, I thought we had, you know, uh, <laughs> Kevin McCarthy said, hey, we're going to release, what, 40,000 hours. Yeah. And then Tucker Carlson was like the flavor of the week, what, last week and the week before? I haven't heard boo from him. Well, Dinesh yeah. D'Souza had an opinion about that. He he really thinks that um, Tucker was put in time out by, um, by his boss. And so we know Rupert, that. Rupert Murdoch? Yes, Rupert had a few, probably had a few things. We remember what Schumer said on the on the Senate floor uh, the the day that the J six first footage that Tucker showed came out. There was um, a really kind of an intimidating. Um, uh, pushing his weight around, Schumer was saying, um, "Murdoch, you need to shut this thing down, and Tucker needs to stop um, stop saying what he's saying." So that just felt like a um, uh, a weaponization right there of a political arm of the government telling the private um, sector what they should and should not do in their news reporting. Yeah, yeah I, I think some people are saying that Tucker's going to get fired. I mean, he's basically one of the last he and like two other you know, some of Hannity still a little bit truth tellers on Fox. He's like one of the strongest truth tellers. Now it's interesting. He's actually appearing on these social media um, sites with other podcasters like ourselves, young podcasters who are, um, who are pointing out, he's pointing out that he has come to the conclusion that the media is actually part of the, the apparatus of control that the government is using. And so he actually states this. I want to play this video. He there, they asked him a question. They said, Tucker, What's one thing you regret over the years of being a uh, a media pundit? And he said, supporting the Iraq war. He says, and this is what he says. This is a fantastic. Turn on the sound there. But yeah. My whole life in the media. My dad was in the media. Like that is a big part of the revelation that's changed my life is the media are part of the control apparatus. Like there's no. Yeah, I know. I know. Because you're younger and smarter and you're like, yeah. Yeah. But what if you're me and you spent your whole life in that world? And to look around and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, not only are they part of the problem, but I spent most of my life being part of the problem defending the Iraq war. Like I actually did that. Can you imagine if you did that? Well, what do you think? What is one of your biggest regrets in your career? Oh, defending the Iraq war. That is it. Well, I've had a million regrets not being more skeptical, calling people names when I should have listened to what they mm -hmm. were saying. Look, when you when someone makes a claim, there's only one question that's important at the very beginning, which is, is the claim true or not? Mm. So I say, you know, you committed murder or you rigged the last election before you attack me as a crazy person for saying that maybe you should explain whether you did it or not. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And for too long, I participated in the culture where I was like, anyone who thinks outside these pre-prescribed lanes is crazy, is a conspiracy theorist. And I just really regret that. I'm ashamed that I did that. And, and partly it was age, partly it was the world that I grew up in. So when you when you look at me and you're like, yeah, of course, they're part of the means of control. I'm like, that's obvious to you because you're 28. But I just didn't see it at all, at all. And I'm ashamed of that. Isn't that what the media tries to do, though? It, it's their only purpose. Right. They're not here to inform you. Really? Even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and COVID and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, their job is not to inform you. They are working for the small group of people who actually run the world. They're their servants. They're their Praetorian guard. And we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have earned it. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is, wow. Uh, that's an amazing admission, you know, by somebody mm -hmm. that would know. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't believe this. Well, this guy should know more than anybody else. He is a mouthpiece, a huge mouthpiece. And if he says that they're not telling the truth, we ought to pay attention to it. Wow. Because he wow. puts yeah. his own job on the risk for saying that. You know, it's easy yeah. to lie with everyone, but to stand up and say, I'm a part of something that is not really always legit, that that's a risk. Mm -hmm. And I tend to believe people that are willing to risk their own career. Yeah. You got another one? Yeah, yeah. This is another one. I, I there's these these are two fire podcasts. I need to put these just these little clips up. Listen to what he says about how he was going to interview Putin, and the NSA spied on him and shut down the, the meeting. They don't want anybody talking to Putin. Drinking warm oh, water before that. bed fixes <laughs> tooth and gum. Oh, he's <laughs> getting me. Got me last week. Well, on that. I'm not hiding anything. Uh, 
but I was definitely hiding my plan to go interview Putin just because it's an interview. So, no, so how no did that happen? Business. How, did, yeah. how do you know the NSA broke into your signal? Because well, they admitted it. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, can you tell us about that? Like, how did you find out? I got a call from somebody in Washington who's who would know. Just trust me. Who? Uh, so I, I went up there for another reason. But this person said, you know, you're going to come to Washington anytime soon. This was a year and a half ago. And I was like, yeah, actually, I'm going to be up in a week. Meet me Sunday morning. So weird. Like, who does that? Just text me. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> yeah. text me. No. So I go and this person's like, and this is someone who would know. Um, are you planning a trip to go see Putin? This was the summer before the war started. And I was like, how would you know that? I haven't told anybody. I mean, anybody, not my brother, not my wife, nobody. And just because, you know, it's one of a million things you're working on. And but that was one of them. I want to go interview. Why wouldn't I want to interview Putin? Of course. I want to interview G. I want to interview everybody. Right. Yeah. That's kind of my job. We want to get Kim Jong-un on. Well, here of one course. Day. Of course. We met him. You did. Yep. Oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah. After, but Super interesting. But anyway. Holy shit. Um, how would you know that? Because NSA pulled your text with this other person you were texting. How did you know that? And so I immediately, I was intimidated. I'm embarrassed to admit, but I was. I was completely freaked out by it. I called a U.S. senator who I know, not that well, but it seems like a trustworthy worthy person. And I told him a story. I said, I just want to tell you this. And then I went on TV on Monday and I'm like, this happened. And so they had, you know, in Congress asked NSA and NSA is like, yes, we did this, but for good reason, what would be a good reason to read my, you know, what? But the head of NSA, it's fine. It gets, cause everyone's in on it. Republicans and Democrats are all in on it. Wow. And by it, mm -hmm. I mean the assumption that there's no privacy whatsoever, that they have a right to know everything you're saying and thinking. That shit's scary. And that's bro. just not a right. As far as I'm concerned, you yeah. have no, by the way, if you have no privacy, you have no freedom. Freedom is predicated on privacy. Wow. It's like none of your business. You don't that, even think about that. Like they can just go through your completely. phone and well, find well, everything. They did it to me, so I know that for a fact. And But again, if you have no privacy, you have no freedom. Yeah. How about this? It's none of your business. If that's not a good enough answer, then you are a slave. Um, I'm not hiding anything. Wow. Wow. Can you believe that? Yeah. Uh, uh, we need to pray for protection over this mm -hmm. man. Because he, he get the the Republicans and the Democrats are in on it. That's what yeah. he said, and he's learned that. And then he was going to release more of the forty two thousand hours of video of J six, and they, yeah. he hasn't released it. Why? Yeah, and that intimidation that is so insidious. I mean, we have seen so many people mysteriously die. So when he said, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed that I got intimidated. These guys, they don't mess around. And I mean, we, we laugh a little bit about being Clinton or Arkansas, but that the reality is there are countless numbers of people who have ended up dead and their, their deaths are not being investigated. There aren't any charges being Brought. Remember a month ago that Arkansas police, they, they ruled a suicide to that Clinton aide. He was found hanging from a tree with a shotgun blast to his chest and there were no weapons. I mean, yeah. it was an impossible suicide and they ruled it a suicide. I mean, those things happen every day. So I, you know, I do not um, look down on Tucker if he's feeling a little intimidated by and, and he might be closed mouth. My guess is if he, he chooses to exit, he's going to be very strategic and he's going to spill some beans on his way out. Yeah. Uh, you know, if he has a family, I mean, it wouldn't take much to control somebody. You say, hey, I, I noticed mm -hmm. your, uh, your young daughter, your young son goes to this school. That's all they have to say. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. be petrified. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, the, the good news is that there are good people on the inside, even the FBI and the other three letter agencies, whistleblowers that are coming out and they're saying, listen, uh, the 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 upper echelon of the FBI has become a weaponized apparatchik of the Biden administration. That basically is a full time uh, apparatus of a communist government apparatchik. That's what that, that that term means. So there are more and more people that are coming out saying the, the the upper echelons the so what we need to have happen is the people on the lower echelons saying no i will not i will not do 
you know, I will not follow unjust orders. I will not continue to give in to this. And, and, and we just need to be praying that there is righteousness and people of integrity and people who will stand in the gap or we're going to see more and more of this going on. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a verse, I can't remember where it's at about justice needing to be blind and that to not show favoritism. Um, you know, and, and we have a two-tiered justice system here. I mean, here, the, you know, the Arkansas um, police officer that gets killed, right, and hung and shot with a shotgun, and you can't find the gun, and nobody investigates it, and they rule it, or not a real investigation. You know, that, there's different justice. You look at how uh, President Trump's being treated with a potential arrest mm -hmm. on something that happened 17 years ago, which isn't really anything anyway, as far as legally, um, and yet they're going after him. And yet Biden, you know, we have the Hunter Biden uh, laptop issue, which a lot of stuff. I mean, there's like 400 questionable things that can be illegal. They're saying, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of it's with sex with kids, but also a lot of it is uh, classified documents that he should not be privy to. And he was to yeah. all these deals where the money's flowing in from other countries, from Ukraine and China. And, and they mentioned, you know, 10% to the big guy and, and all that. And it's like, why isn't that? So yeah, there is definitely um, the blindfold is not on lady justice at all with the scales, you know, she's got that blindfold up and she's looking and doing favoritism, you know, and, and it's just, um, it, it violates scripture. You know, I, I think the, the, the constitution and, and many of the, the laws that we had were always based on scripture. I think Blackstone would have to do research. I think the first 150 years before a law could fully be uh, manifested in a country, they would try to find, you know, a justification through scripture to make it sound. Wow. You know, so yeah. Can now make it rooted the in the word, make it rooted in, 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 in truth, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah and and this thing with the Hunter Biden laptop, it's not about coke use and hookers and pedophilia. It's about a Chinese communist party party that has purchased Yes. the number one person in the United States, you know, our government. And now that he's in the Oval Office, what sort of compromise is there? Is he, you know, who is he working for? Is he working for America's number one enemy? Or is he working for us, which it doesn't appear to be? And so uh, all, even the things on the laptop, those are distractors against what is really the question that's going on. Is Joe Biden compromised? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the, and this is that's the biggest important thing. It, it's how, how is our, the leaders of our country being compromised by, the, by our enemies, the CCP? They're, it's a big leverage game. And that's what we know about it, the Epstein Island. It was an entire, it was a, a combination of Mossad, the five eyes, and, uh, of a way to compromise um, leaders of almost every country in the world, especially America. So, yeah. And you know, it's really concerning about it being China. Uh, you know, being sold out to China. It's not like a little Polynesian island or some, you know, Iceland or something. I mean, this is a, this is the largest people group mass, you know, they're huge and they've got a lot of power. They've got a lot of power. And what did Xi Jinping, what is he doing right now? He is actually meeting with Putin, Vladimir Putin for three days. I think either today or tomorrow for three days to show support. I mean, this is huge. The Soviet Union, if you look at the, even the landmass, it's like a big, big chunk of the world with China. It's huge. And these two are getting together. And, you know, we're, we're looking to, to create war with Russia. And China's coming along saying, we're going to back you up. In fact, I've got something wow. just to show the war dogs that we have. Um, oh I've, I've got some footage of Lindsey Graham, Republican with no name or John McCain. Um, and it's just really startling. So let me uh, let me just play that real quick. Um, there we go. Well, and, while you're uh, yeah. that up, 
while you're setting that up, I wanted to say, you know, China actually has a plan to take over America without ever firing a shot. And they have they call it the assassin's mace in their military schools. They train how a much smaller, much weaker assailant can defeat a much greater opponent. It's called the assassin's mace. And it's basically how they've been training their their government and their intelligence agencies over the last many years to be able to ensnare and entangle and control America. And you've got guys like Lindsey Graham and John McCain and all the others, both sides of the aisle, um, making making really evil agreements with people uh, that are compromising America's interests. Go for it. Yeah. So they're they're here. They're with the Ukrainian army, and they're talking back in 2016. And so let's just listen. Your fight is our fight. 2017 will be the year of offense. All of us will go back to Washington and we will push the case against Russia. Enough of a Russian aggression. It is time for them to pay a heavier price. I believe you will win. I am convinced you will win, and we will do everything we can to provide you with what you need to win. I think we get the point, though. It's, uh, you know, I mean, he said in the year of offense, offense, I mean, that is just like, wow, we're going to, we're going to destroy them. We're going to win. We're going to, you know, we'll make sure. And he's telling, we believe you can win. And and this is three years after a coup d'etat, right? Actually, maybe two and a half years. So, you know, we want to win. Uh, we want to end Russian aggression. Well, who was the aggressor in 2014, just two and a half years before, when you had Ukraine that was at peace with both NATO and with uh, Russia, but they were not NATO. And then all of a sudden we get a pro NATO person in Victoria Nuland, Barack Obama, you know, and they come in and they they do a color revolution, which we covered in uh, Ukraine on fire. Mm-hmm. Again, I can't uh, I can't say it strong enough. You got to watch it if you want to know the history. Yeah. Uh, you know, Igor Laponic is the one who did it the, the, uh, with Oliver Stone. And so here he is saying, you know, Russian aggression. He's just saying what they want to hear. But he's saying this is the year we'll be the aggressors. And that's exactly what's happening now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this week we it. had drone that was not shot down it mm-hmm. was you know they try to get it down you, you see the footage they're they're spraying their fuel emptying their fuel on top of it hoping that it'll just go down so obviously it's not a quick hey we're just going to shoot it down they they mm-hmm. don't want to trigger us but we are looking we as in the u.s are looking for an opportunity to go to war at least that's yeah. how i'm interpreting it well, yeah, we're poking the bear, aren't we? We're really yeah, poking the bear. bear. Even, yeah. even uh, Zelensky, who loves the camera, uh, he was talking about how the International Criminal Court today, um, it, which Russia doesn't even recognize the International Criminal Court, but basically the criminal court issued an arrest warrant for, for Putin. <laughs> I mean, talk about poke the bear and and the Russians bringing down that drone. I mean, those drones are exactly what they use for forward uh, reconnaissance for the the tanks that are on the ground. Those tanks that we gave them um, that are uh, moving towards the Russian border at this time. So they they had a lot of good reasons to bring down that drone. But I've got to say, we're close. We're close to having that 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 bear come back and when he comes back his teeth will be be bared and we're going to be very sad yeah. that we got him so angry yeah that I, yeah. It, it makes no sense to to provoke to provoke a, a a global superpower who has nuclear weapons into war it is the dumbest thing i've ever heard of why aren't you sitting down and having a conversation with with, with him with putin why aren't we talking to him you know why did they try to shut down any dialogue with putin by by tucker like why are they? And, and here's another thing. Why do, why didn't they want to, you know 
President Trump to talk to Putin. Oh, don't talk to Putin. He, oh, you're, you're, he, he, they're buddies. They're, he, well, he's, Trump's like, hey, maybe I'll talk to him and we won't have a war. We'll sit down and have, come, come to an agreement and not have a problem. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, you are, you're a, po- you're so pro Putin. He's KGB. You know, don't you know? And like, it's because they have been developing the narrative since 2016 in this video. And the question I have for this video is how many of those men in that room are dead now because oh, of our goodness. people? They're no longer. And then how many of those people in that room were actually Azov battalion? Okay. Nazis, literal Nazis. Right. And not only that, because in 2015, 2015, the United States Congress designated the Azov battalion as a, as a terrorist organization, but we're on doing secret discussions with the terrorist organization and planning an attack on Russia to provoke them to start world war three. Boom. That is insane. Yeah, they were fully aware of it. They asked Victoria Nuland, hey, do you realize that some of these people are are neo-Nazis? And she said, you know, with the Ukrainian army, there's many sides to it. There's good sides and there's some dark sides. So she admitted that there were these people in there. I mean, why not make a stipulation? Hey, we'll support you. You need to get rid of all of these people. Right. They didn't. They worked with them. And so, Yeah. Yeah, and, and civilians, 20,000 uh, Ukrainian mm. civilians who speak Russian were, were assassinated over the course of 2015 to like 2017 or uh, all the way up to the time of the war. And Putin tried to talk to, to Biden and said, listen, can you just assure me that you're not going to adopt Ukraine into NATO and be right on our border? And just give me that assurance and I'm not going to go in and attack. And Biden wouldn't give him that assurance. That would have stopped the war from happening. Yep, part of the sixteen-year plan. They, they, yeah. everything is collapsing around them. That's the thing. The banking system yes. is collapsing. People uh, are just absolutely disgusted with these people. They're they're unqualified. I mean, you look at the the people that are running every. I mean, what the the director of health? You know, doesn't look like a icon of health. Good health. I mean, besides That's being crazy. a tranny, it's like uh, overweight and just you know you got a. Pete with the transportation, right? Buttigieg, what's he known for? He's not known for anything about the transportation. He doesn't even show mm-hmm. up to Ohio, you know, and, no. and it, the list well, three goes weeks on. Later. Just, yeah. yeah, he's how too did, busy how nursing did, his child. How does yeah. Trump, that works? Uh, former yeah. president beat him to Ohio with yeah. a major, major transportation, one of the largest most dangerous transportation errors in American history. Yeah. And the former president gets there before the director of transportation does. That is maybe that is completely insane. Maybe Pete was busy riding his bike from Washington over to, uh, you know, over to Ohio. And we know we've seen <laughs> that, that, that whole videotape where, uh, you know, he's, I'm going to work, I'm going to ride my bike to work. And, uh, you know, you see him at the back of a SUV pulling his bike out. And uh, and then, of course, the train of uh, SUVs, you know, to follow him. Yeah, they're just, you know, it's uh, it, it's almost like they're, they, they are being so stupid for a reason. Like they it's mm-hmm. like they're, they're like we're watching them self-destruct purposely, like they're allowing them or I don't know what's going on. But like even this, I mean, now we're moving into another subject, like with Twitter now. All I mean, we're now on Twitter drop number 19. This one's about the COVID COVID 19 law lie machine. And it's not even they said uh, Elon Musk and others said, listen, don't this isn't even the Fauci files. This is just the flat out Mm -hmm. lies that have been going on. So let me give you this one. And please give us some time because we're having to go through thousands of emails. When the Fauci files come out, it's going to be like explosive but this is itself explosive i mean what's going on here chris you got twitter files number 19 the lie machine at stanford and this thing called the virality project oh my goodness yeah matt taibbi remember he's the one who wrote for rolling stones magazine so he is not he said in his um his tweets uh i am not pro trump And then he rolled out basically number 19, which is talking about the suppression of the narrative of 
COVID. And basically this virality project came about, um, Biden came into office in January. By February, just a few weeks later, um, this virality project came out of Stanford and it basically wanted to work with the government to launch across the industry a way to monitor COVID-related content on social media. And so um, Stanford, the Virality Project, they contacted first Twitter and later it was um, Google and YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um, and TikTok, and even Pinterest. Um, but they, they said, we have a method which you can easily review content with this um, method. So it was a, a way of sending their material so it could be monitored and they could pull out information from that material. And they said, uh, there are, it's important to, to um, to find these these wrong narratives because they are hurting our nation. So it basically was an acceleration of digital censorship. And um, it uh, was Twitter agreed to join in thinking, uh, well, I'm not going to say what I thought they, they think, but it was a, an anti-vax disinformation campaign. And they used uh, everything that didn't go with the narrative as being called disinformation. And so even true stories, uh, they said, if it's a true story, uh, the the VP, which is the, the um, virility project, they said, if it's a true story, but it fuels vaccination hesitancy, it should be censored because um, it's misinformation and it's harming people and that people really, they're not able to make good decisions when there are difficult other secondary informations being released. And this included real testimonies about side effects that they called disinformation. And so they were describing campaigns against vaccine passports as disinformation and fear of mandatory immunizations as disinformation and any sort of um, mention that it wasn't with the narrative that they would come in and give them a rapid um, method to screen their platforms. And so this virility project was um, used through many different social uh, media platforms. So... Yeah, I took a FOIA Freedom of Information Act to get a lot of these conversations, uh, you know, found. I mean, they found conversations that they were talking about the lab leak. They were talking about people getting COVID after they had their uh, their shot and the strength of natural immunity. This these were all things being discussed behind the scenes that would not be publicized. And so it showed that they were withholding. They were withholding truth. These were legit yep. like conversations that should have been out in the open for the rest of the people. You know, we want to know about those things. But yeah, and people it. who just may not have even liked Anthony Fauci, they said that the problem is that um, that these people can't handle the truth, and if they are. Uh, getting people to agree that maybe Fauci isn't telling them the truth, it will be detrimental for the nation because then there'll be too much hesitancy. And uh, as they began to roll this out um, uh, soon afterwards, that's when this whole, um, that, uh, that, what was that, that project with the, the uh, government came out that was the, the anti-information government, the the oh. the anti-information agency that was rolled out very very close to the same the disinformation governance disinformation board. yeah that's right it was rolled out right after that and then what VP said the uh, the virility project said is hey we could do this for anyone that is um, questioning election integrity too. We can, we can expand this beyond just COVID information if you'd like us to do that. Wow. Talk about a centralized uh, ministry of truth. Uh, they're, they're trying wow. to fill in right there. I mean, get their foot in the door and be the, uh, the, the ministry of truth. Wow. What a so, position to make yourself become. 
Yeah. Yeah. Matt Taibbi was also on a a recent podcast and they asked him, they said, what was, what surprised you the most about all that you found out? He said, what surprised me the most is how formal the, the three letter agencies had a formal agreement with Twitter to control what was being, he he said, uh, it wasn't just tacit. It was a formal, they met with them every week and decided what they wanted to take down and what they wanted to put up. So, uh, you know, Matt Taibbi, you know, he's not a, he's not a pro Trumper. He's definitely, you know, he was, he calls himself a UC or a ACLU uh, Democrat, but he said, you know, I was just appalled by how clear and formally this, this control apparatus had been created um, to, to shut down. And virality means to stop things from going viral. So they're shutting down anything, even a differences of opinion that are true to stop a viral uh, a narrative going out that they don't want going forward. That is the heart of what we're dealing with. That is the, the apparatus of control wow. that is going on in our country right now. And it is it is scary. And I, you know, and basically it gets to number 44 and he says to recap, um, America's information mission went from counterterrorism abroad to stopping foreign interference from reaching domestic audience to 80% of domestic content, much of it true. So 80% of the content, most of it was true. And it was mostly domestic content that they were stopping going for. So Americans having debate and discussion and lively interaction around ideas were being shut down. And the disinformation governance board is out, but truth policing is not. So check that out. That and this is so funny. These guys over Hodge twins are these guys are funny. It's it's pretty (laughs) much what happened was. Uh, some woke ex-CIA people uh, read George Orwell and thought, wow, that's a great idea. Let's do that in the U.S. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Let's wow. Do that. You know, I have a going back just to what's going on. You know, we've talked about the distractions that um, the deep state is trying to keep us from noticing Xi Jinping and Putin and and even having our eyes on uh, the war in Ukraine and having our eyes on what is this Biden-China relationship. I'm wondering if this is kind of an informal, they're going to be watching to see what Americans do when um, Trump gets indicted, just to see, you know, what do, have we reached that um, that precipice and the do we have enough people who have awakened yet so that we could take back our nation peacefully in a way that says, you know, we're not going to take it anymore. You guys need to get out of here. Um, so I'm just wondering yeah. if this is some sort of informal, like a thermostat or a thermometer that that um, the nation is going to be on display to see who is going to be responding to uh, Trump's indictment. Well, I think, you know, if they have been controlling the narrative for such a long time, the media is the control apparatus, as um, Tucker has said, then that means from the very beginning, anything that was going out that would be counterintuitive to the narrative, counter to the narrative, they were shutting down. So this one, I don't know why none of us saw this video before, but here is Anthony Fauci and Mayor Bowser of D.C. going around door to door trying to convince black Americans that they should take the shot. This And this guy lets them have it. I'm not settled with the information that's being given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot and miraculous time. It takes years to create vaccination. Well, it, it used to vaccine. take years. Okay, it used to, it you, know used how, to take you know how many years were invested in this, in this approach? About 20 years of science to get us to be able to do it. 20 years is not program. enough. And nine months is definitely not no. enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that yeah. you all came up with. The only yeah. reason I'm talking to you right now, as close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But okay. if it allow thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this world. Something like the common Ooh. flu then, right? And, and not like, not it's like much more flu. serious than the flu. Though. Well, the flu kills a lot of people annually. Yeah. Too. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about virtually 20 to 30,000. You know, how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 
six hundred thousand Americans. Well, you, well, that well the, the number that you all given that died. That's that once again. That's you all's number. You gonna pay us? Yeah, definitely. Because right. when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, it's something else going on with that. Something yeah. else, something I, else going it on. It is yeah. something going yeah. on. Smart something man. Right. But I'm glad millions of people like me and almost everybody here didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that, well, well, I won't keep doing anymore. It's okay. Because my, 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 my incentive, y'all campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. That's all it is. Wow. Preach wow. your brother. He's going to take an aspirin. Did, did not see that video going viral for some reason. Yeah. Because maybe yeah. the virality project stopped it. But average Americans black Americans say, Hey, I'm not doing this. And my, my family's not doing this and we don't trust you. And you guys, have, you guys, have, you guys created this shot in nine months. Oh, well we put 20 years in it. Well, I thought it's a COVID, a novel coronavirus. How did you create, how can you been working on it for 20 years? If it just showed up all of a sudden out of nowhere in a lab or not in a lab in a wet market. I mean, he didn't say all that, but I'm just like, you know, He's the guy's calling him out, and then she's trying to guilt him. Oh, well, all of us yeah. here, we've all taken yeah. it, and you haven't. And you know why? Because we care about other people, and it, and you're gonna keep it spreading. Wait, hold on a second. I thought you said it doesn't stop spread. Well, it doesn't, but well, I thought you said it doesn't actually stop you from getting it. Well, it doesn't. And, they, and there's actually another clip of a woman right down the, the next house they go to. She says that she says, "By her, it doesn't stop it." I heard it, and they're like, "Well, yeah." And like, I mean, it just complete. And then that guy calls him out and says, "Common flu, right?" Yeah, kind of like the common flu. Well, no, way worse. Well, that you know, you know, virtually nobody died of flu. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, nobody died of nobody flu this year. Died of the flu. That's because you're counting all the numbers of the people that died from flu is from COVID. I mean, he, he brilliant. Yeah, that guy was brilliant. Yeah. I want to know that guy's name and give him an award. That was awesome. Yes, he thought on his feet. He had a camera in front of him, and I mean, Fauci can be very. He's he he knows his stuff, so he could be a very in your face. But he's uh, and then the the lady with him said, "You are you're letting this thing percolate." You know, you're the reason that everyone's getting sick because you won't get a vaccination. Bad person. person. And and he caught up. Well, then they're walking away and he's all, you know what this is? This is a campaign of fear. It's a campaign of fear. And I'm giving into that. Where was this video? Why haven't we seen this video till now? Because they shut it down. Average Americans questioning the narrative. They shut down any debate or discussion on Twitter on the major platforms. And they said, what else can we shut down? Oh, we can shut down the whole election fraud narrative. And that's what they've been doing is they've been controlling everything. Mm -hmm. It's all connected. All connected. Well, I think some things are leaking out. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Leaking out. And they're not going to be able to hold it with their depends. Definitely. <laughs> so, oh, well, it's been a good week. And you know what? People are waking up. Uh, you know, I, uh, you know, we had the advent of uh, the chosen being at the movie theaters uh, way beyond expectations. People want it. And then Jesus revolution came out and, and, you know, I just, I just uh, saw on Twitter or uh, Facebook that they, they passed $40 million, uh, you know, so it way beyond expectations. It's because, People are hungry for the truth and they want to see this. And, you know, it's still playing at our theater in the past. You know, uh, movies of faith lasted maybe two days, one week at the most. It's been out for what, three weeks now? Still there. I saw it on the on the big billboard as one of the other movies next to Ant-Man and all that stuff. So I'm like, wow. And then um, they were talking about that movie come out in Jesus name, which I have not seen yet. I'm waiting for it to get in our area. But they had 2,000 theaters across the country playing this. And apparently demons were coming out of people and all kinds of crazy things at the theaters. Uh, so they're hearing a lot of interesting things. So I, I kind of looked up this pastor who kind of was more of the central figure, a Greg Locke. And I started listening to some of those uh, interviews he had with some co- co-people in that movie. And they were part of the, like the reawakening tour with Clay Clark and stuff. So Patriots wow. are hearing this, they're being exposed to the supernatural. And I mean, the, the exorcisms mm-hmm. or people just, you know, demons leaving people and stuff. It's all on 
tape. You could see their eyes change, you know, and, and, uh, you know, but this stuff, I mean, how does 2000 theaters, I would have never thought that could happen. You know, no. me of so little faith. And so it, there is a change. People are waking up. People are hungry for it. And so uh, I'm really encouraged, you know, though times may look dark, the light is getting lighter. I mean, th there is an advance I've never seen before at the yeah. theater. Yep. So it's encouraging. Well, and Patriots, so. Patriots are becoming Christians, real Christians. And yeah, Christians yeah, are becoming definitely. Patriots. Yeah. And, and you got the J6 Trump song that was number one on, on um, YouTube. And now you've got that yeah. song that was um, Trump won. Yes. And we know it. I'm <laughs> They we took, had, yeah, they took the J6 off, off of uh, uh, iTunes, and then Trump won. It fills right back in as number one. And so it's like, it, it's like uh, the Hydra with all the air, you know, you cut the snakes off and more come out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't keep a good man down and you can't keep a good nation down. No, you can't. So, good night. Good night. <laughs>